Are you a clinician in primary care who wishes there were better resources to help you understand how to navigate the concept of triage in modern general practice? We'll boost your triage skills with our dynamic five-session live webinar course tailored for primary care clinicians. Led by myself and Dr. Ed Pooley from Difficult Conversations, this comprehensive training covers all facets of remote patient triage, whether that be digital, on-call, or other opportunities. Through this course, you'll gain practical knowledge, exclusive hints and tips, and direct access to myself and Ed through open Q&A sessions of the course. Elevate your ability to manage primary care challenges effectively and confidently, and most importantly, safely. Register now to transform your triage approach at bit.ly slash GP triage course for GP in capitals. And we will definitely catch you then. What is GPDPR? How is it different from GPDR? And why do you need to know about it right now, particularly if you live in England? Because actually, this is really important to know about your medical data. Let's tech enhance your primary care and learning. How your medical data is being handled is rapidly changing in England. And if you want control of your medical data, you need to watch this whole episode and take action to understand how you have and keep control of your medical data. This is around GPDPR, which stands for General Practice Data for Planning and Research. And this is replacing the old method of taking your medical data and using it for research and that kind of stuff, which was called the General Practice Extraction Method. This became law in May 2021 and was due to be actioned on the 1st of July 2021, but now has been delayed till the 1st of September. So you do have a short period of time to do this. It is different to GDPR, which is that whole data regulation, international law thing that happened about three years ago. That means you have to sign up for various things now every time you sign up for any website or things. But they both are around your data and you do need to take action. Because if you do nothing, you have no control over your medical data. So what exactly is going to happen? Well, as it stands, on the 1st of September, all information in general practice records will be uploaded to the GPDPR database. That will be combined with all the other medical information in other databases, like, for example, in hospitals, social care, community care, and then administered by NHS Digital to try and provide better healthcare for the country. That could be along the lines of research, like the Oxford trial that helped to understand whether steroids were effective for patients with COVID, or to any other party that NHS Digital feels appropriate. And it's that part that does have some people concerned because the information as to how they're going to use that data hasn't fully been explained at the time of this recording. The key thing to know is that once your data is uploaded, it unfortunately can't be pulled back in. That information will be pseudonymized. So in a sense, it'll be coded so that it can be tracked back if needed, but when it is shared, it shouldn't be identifiable to somebody. So for example, if my information was uploaded, it won't necessarily have my name, my date of birth and my NHS number, but it will have other coded information to replace it. So giving me a pseudonym, maybe something like Dr. Gandalf instead of my actual name and other information that can be then linked so that all those different databases can be pulled together to make sure it links to the right person. That's because it makes the data more accurate. That does also mean though that it could be linked back up if that information was shared with the right people. 
As I mentioned earlier, once your information has been uploaded, whatever has been uploaded cannot be taken back. However, you can request to stop uploading new data to the servers. But that's okay. My GP practice will obviously be able to access that data to give me better healthcare. Unfortunately, not. Individual practices won't really be able to access that information. This is designed for much larger scope work. How effective have NHS Digital been in managing this in the past? Well, you can make your own decision. Have a look at this information from the website nhsdatasharing.info, which shows how effective they've been at controlling that data flow so far. If you want the direct links to those, I'll put them down in the description so you can have a look at them yourselves. It's important to know that GPs are legally compelled to send this data to NHS Digital. They cannot refuse to comply unless they risk breaching their contract. So if you don't do anything, most likely your data will be shared. Again, this is the law, this is not your GPs doing this. And to be clear, your GPs will not be selling your data. So you might be thinking, do I want to actually share my data? Now, if you feel this is a good use of your medical information and you don't mind having control of this, then you need to do nothing. It will automatically be uploaded into the servers. Now, just before I get to how you opt out of this information, do leave a like down below if you found this information useful and leave a comment to let me know what you think of this video so far. Alternately, share it with somebody else to let them know about the changes they need to make as well. However, if you would like control of your medical data and your say as to who gets access to it for these various uses, then there are a couple of things you need to do right now to keep control of your data. Firstly, you will need to send a written type one opt-out to your general practice. This is to prevent your information held by your GP being uploaded to the data servers. And you need to do this at least a week before the actual deadline. As I mentioned earlier, that has now changed from the 1st of July to the 1st of September. So ideally, you need to be doing this by the 23rd of August. If you want a link to an opt-out form, have a look in the descriptions down below and simply print it off, fill it in and drop it off your practice. You do not need to book an appointment with your GP. You don't even need to call your practice to do this. Just simply fill it in and drop it off. Secondly, if you don't want NHS Digital to share your information with third-party providers, then you also need to do something called the NDOO. This stands for the National Data Opt-Out. Now, most people assume this would be called a Type 2 opt-out, but it's not. And in order to do it, you either need to go onto the website right here. Alternately, you can do it through the NHS app. If you don't have access to either of these, then there are further links down below at this website called medconfidential.org, which gives you more details as how to do it through other routes. However, doing it on the website or the NHS app is the quickest way of doing so. Now, you may be concerned that by doing this, this is going to impact your medical health care. Let me be clear, doing either of these opt-outs will not stop your medical health care. You will still be able to be referred to hospitals. You'll still have your GP accessing your medical records, and they will still be able to do things like send electronic prescriptions and share your COVID-based data for things like vaccination certificates, as well as your vaccination status. All of that will continue. So just to summarize this video, GPDPR is about sharing your medical data. And if you want control of this, then you need to be aware that your medical information will be uploaded to NHS digital servers, and they will have the ability to share that information for your general healthcare, as well as other reasons, which at this moment in time are not quite clear. If this is not something you want to happen, then you do need to complete two types of opt-outs. 
The first one is a type one opt-out at your general practice, and this must be in written format. Please don't book an appointment to do this. It's a waste of time doing that. The second is the NDDO, the National Data Opt-out, and this is either through the website, link right here, or through the NHS app, or through other routes if you want the details. To have absolute control of your data, you need to do both opt-outs, not just one of them. If you do want to register with the NHS app to do this, have a look at this video right here. Alternately, I'm sure YouTube's recommending another one for you right here. Feel free to share this video with other people so that they're aware of these issues. And for more details, check out the links below in the description for further information. Oh, hello there, EGP Learner. I'm Dr. Gandalf and I often get asked, what kind of resources do you have to try and help those using EMIS? Because you tend to do a lot more stuff for System 1. And often I've really struggled to answer that question because let's be honest, I don't use EMIS on a regular basis. So therefore trying to help EMIS users is a little bit more difficult for myself. And that really made me feel, well, not great. So I kind of did something to try and help all those EMIS users out there. I went and had a chat with one of my colleagues, Dr. Mike from GP on the Move, and him and I have created a course that you can use to help you use EMIS so much better. That's right, if you use EMIS, but you wanna use it so much better, so much quicker, and in such a way that means you go home sooner, then check out our EMIS for Clinicians course. It's an online course that takes you through all the tips and tricks that Dr. Mike knows to try and basically mean you can go home quicker. That'd be a cool thing, wouldn't it? And guess what? It's currently on offer. So if you wanna take advantage of this introductory offer, and get access to it now. Look at the links down below and check it out. Additionally, if you're a practice, network, or wide area that wants more opportunity to use it, send me an email, egplearning at gmail.com. Let's see if we can help you out. And as I like to say, tech enhance your primary care and learning. Shall we get back to it? Oh, and if you wanted one for System 1 users, well, you know I've got you covered, haven't I? Check out the Learn System 1 for Clinicians course bit.ly slash tpp s1 course.